0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of D-Hoop University. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. This podcast is coming after Saturday's playoff action. Round 1 is thickening. It's coming to a close for some teams. The other ones still have a lot of question marks. And I'm going to bring them up on this episode. You're getting me and Shiv. The casual diehards are in full effect. You gotta love it. We also have to get our power rankings in for this week but we can't really do that without seeing how sunday unfolds so we hope you enjoy this front end of a back-to-back we're going to split this up looking back but also looking ahead and spotlighting some things that we're going to circle back to before we make our power rankings and we'll be watching so without further ado i am here with my boy shiv got the casual diehards you got what is a pretty good transitional spring summery weekend where it's warming up a bit? You, you can tell it's warming up. The activities, the activity level is ratcheted up. You're, the posts on the weekends are a bit spicier. We had the the tank Garcia fight in Las Vegas this weekend. Mm-hmm. I get off work. I'm driving down the strip on a Friday night. I'm, I let the sunroof back. I got the music going. The playoffs Jackson. are going. The draft is this week. and football, yeah. we're gonna get some football in this week. Yeah. What they a, don't know about
1: that, they think we only touch on basketball. Oh boy. They don't. They don't know just how deep football runs in this between between the two of us. Wait until we anchor your fantasy season. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, nah. Hey, I I won my league last year. I'm not. I'm like
0: that. I'm like that. Oh, there we go. There we go, man. So no, and we have some good playoff games as we have so far throughout the first round. I see this kind of going where we're checking and this is kind of like the first time of a back-to-back in, in my head. Yeah. Where I I want to get power rankings out, but you kind of need to see what goes down tomorrow for me to kind of lock in these power rankings going ahead, because this will kind of set the scene for round two yeah. and man, there's some there's some teams that are in flux. They are some teams that are riding the wave, and the wave has control of where they're going, and they don't <laughs> so we're we're going to talk about it. And I think we can start in two places. We can start all over, actually. and I'm kind of drawn back to the Western conference again. The Sun's Clippers is a series that has taken a turn. yeah, and today, watching Phoenix. That to me resembled a championship team. But they're playing this Clippers team that is, you know, taking the seatbelt off. <laughs> we don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> and Russ is just like, don't worry. <laughs> I'm I'm a hoop. And uh let's just take it one game at a time. But we we see where we're headed, I believe, in that series. And Phoenix was pretty impressionable. So I think we could talk about that. Yeah. I think the Lakers had a statement half against the Grizzlies in route to what was pretty, what was still a, you know, trademark win. It, it was a win that, a really good win, a game that I should have been at this weekend, but I'm keeping hope yeah. alive for round two. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> so wouldn't have been a bad one to down be down at. Two
1: Let's go back to the Suns just because, um, there was, you said there, you, you were like, you know, I get it. I think when you look on paper, obviously, this team has the capacity and like all the talent to win a championship. The questions are, are they going to be able to establish some dynamic that benefits them and the team as a whole and transition and translates to wins? So far, it is they're working through it and they're able to, you know, figure it out. But at the same time, I don't want to just take this three game sample size and bring that into a next round series
0: against the Nuggets is what it's looking like. Yeah, you have to and, put that you have to put that timestamp on it of what we saw, you know, who we saw it against, what yeah. put it in proper context. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the, the Clippers are doing a
1: great job of trying to defend this this trio, but at the same time, the Clippers don't have the offensive capacity that the Nuggets do, in my opinion. They do, but their two best players are, are not playing.
0: So Not the team that's on the court,
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know what to make of it because, yes, they are establishing and finding themselves, and Chris Paul made big plays down the stretch. He was Catching a little flack for not being pretty good in this series. He still didn't shoot the ball well. And there is some mismatch hunting going on there. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. They they are looking dangerous, though. I will say that. The West is wide open. Yeah. So if I'm, bre- if, if I'm breaking down Phoenix
0: right now, the pros are that Booker and KD are naturally and clearly symbiotic they go together and they're they're a heck of a force to deal with but the fact that kind of elevates both of them just because booker can dog you or kd can dog you or it can happen together or it can happen in transition and you might have one accounted for but not the other it can happen with one on the bench and now we got to deal with this and then the other guy in and the other guy's getting a breather and now this guy's red hot so it's That's really problematic. And number two, which ties that together, is that Chris Paul has been, again, a conductor. And game one, we got the Clippers' best punch, essentially. Games two and games three, which I think is worth noting now because it's happened back-to-back, Chris Paul did what he does throughout the course of the game. And in the fourth quarter, all right, let me hit some. And he's done this in playoff series before when things are rolling up until kind of, it hits a cross like a major crossroads for him, but he's on that path again where he looks to kind of have it all under control. Yeah, and you put him on that team today. You didn't have Terrence Ross, you didn't have TJ Warren. So, those are elements that you know we talk about how Denver has multiple lineups they can put out, Boston has rotation players that they don't have to play right now because you don't have to show your hand. I think Phoenix has some of those elements, too. But if we're breaking them down, you, you still have Kevin Durant logging 45 minutes today, yeah. which he, he's a smart player. He knows how to do it, but it just – it doesn't you, – you don't feel great about that. No. You, you don't. And if that's the case, hopefully you take care of him and you get rid of him and you don't have to log the extra games and that really bring some wear and tear to it. But that's still alarming. and. Other than that, it's hard to poke holes from what we've seen against this Clipper team. Yeah. But I would say that it's those continuity pieces and defensive pieces because it's, you're depending on a lot of Tory Craig and a lot of Aiden. Not Who Aiden, stepped up and trouble. played well? Who stepped up and played well? Yes, and it's like you haven't had a team that's you know kind of put you on your heels yet. So yeah. we're gonna have to wait and see for that. But they. That, you know, shout out to Russell Westbrook, man.
1: Yeah. I have a Russell
0: Westbrook piece that can kind of spin us to the Lakers. And it's that when I'm rooting for a team, you know, in the playoffs, I like when there's that guy or whether it's the whole crew or whether it's a piece of the crew that you added, but somebody's on the team that hasn't won a championship yet. And they're playing with a little extra fire. It's coming from a different place of desire and like, no, I'm I'm making the most of this. So when Russ was on the Lakers, it was it was rocky pretty much the entire time, just because of the way his game has evolved optically. But I was like, man, I I still would want Russ on this team come the postseason because Russ isn't going to lay down. He yeah. Russ isn't going to get hurt. He's going to be out there. He's going to be physical. And ideally, that's pushing towards some kind of winning basketball. Like, it's an element that you want. Like, that that's a chess piece that I would like to have on this team. Yeah. But with him sitting at 40-plus on the cap and that being the only, you know, piece to move in order to get any kind of difference on the roster, you had to do what you had to do. Right. And he's – if, you know – he's making me look good if I'm if I were able to hold you know some some stake to that claim in advance or something but yeah. I'm happy to see him balling right now and that's kind of what I was feeling I was like yeah I, I get it this rusting thing looks really bad but I kind of would want him on this team still just because you never know with Russ
1: yeah I I will say this I don't tolerate any Russell Westbrook Slander in general and you know this like I think it's completely undeserving. I think a guy can have a bad season, but bounce back. And to be honest, I think the Lakers situation should have worked out better, but AD and LeBron were always hurting. That team had no shooters. So yeah, the Clippers Russell, are loaded yeah. with three-point shooters. When Russ drives, he's kicking the Eric Gordon. He's kicking the Terrence man. He's kicking to... It was Kawhi for like a couple games.
0: The like, only person designated to the paint is Zubach, which yeah. is a Russell Westbrook kind of counterpart. Big
1: man, he it's he's like baby Steven Adams. So it's like I I just you know I will say it was this whole Russ resurgence thing. It's not a resurgence. This is just what he does. This is what he's
0: been doing for years.
1: For years.
0: Yeah. My so my 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 view of Russ's game is just that. He's what 32 33 now, yeah. And you're not as just rubbery as you are you can know, you in can your 20s. It. And yeah. there's a it takes a, f- a couple seasons of that to where it's like, hold on, like, man, I just all right, I gotta figure out if I can. You and you won't be as absurdly, you know, dominant and effective, but you just gotta figure out what works now, right? And
1: he's hitting jumpers, he's he, he didn't shoot. He's he's a volume shooter, we know that. That's like what Russ is and that's why he can give you 50 any night. Like he can shoot that many shots and score and when it's not going it's not going. Um but yeah, no Russ Lander here. I'm happy for Russ. He's played his butt off. I hope I hope the Clippers can get healthy because we only got Kawhi for a little bit and it was great to see what he could do, but it's disappointing to see that he's hurt again. I will say that I don't know. Yeah, best. Want to on that? Thought. You mentioned you mentioned that he uh, kind of looked like he was.
0: Yeah, like I'll just let you get into it. Honestly, yeah, I was. I was feel. I felt like watching the end of game two, that when the Clippers were hanging around and Suns got their win on at home. It felt at the end that Kawhi was going for it and then Phoenix just kept delivering it. And there's nothing to substantiate this, but to me, just watching it, it's, I felt like he saw that there wasn't any smoke to be had with those boys. Not right now, not without Paul George. And that's also not accounting for the personal side of it, which is what I was just going to say. Hope, you know, hope the hopes and thoughts and prayers and all of that for the guy. because. Yeah. I, who knew that that was going on? And if you've seen it, the reports, a lot of people have seen that today, so I don't really need to mention what it was. But, yeah, so I don't know how much that factors into it. But, like I said, it's a, it's more on this Clippers team and the organization. They're they're throwing darts.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what it's been for a couple of years. And that's, you know, that's a fun exercise. It's a great hobby. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to pass some time.
1: Here, here's my – Question looking ahead to their potential offseason, I don't know this, and I'm interested to find this out. I want to know who's played more games for the Clippers between Kawhi and Paul George, and I would consider trading the superstar that's less healthy.
0: Yeah, because you haven't, I team. don't know, man. I, I would be so tempted to just be in blow it up mode. And <laughs> like I said for Minnesota, man, what the hell? Let's just, if we want to, if we love Ant. And we just want to press, you know, reset. Let's get towns angle bear out of here. Let's it's make let's make years. big moves. Yeah, let's just make big moves and let's reset, recalibrate. If you're the clippers, man, get rid of both of the guys if if you don't know what to do. Sooner yeah. or later, it's just like maybe, you know, maybe keep Paul George, but I don't know, dude. Like you said, that's a really good point. Those guys just miss a lot of time. They miss time when it counts. Yeah. When it when and it You can't be the anchor anywhere where you're just a question mark in that box yeah so it's they they've got some questions to answer they've got to face the music and people talking about paul george on the internet saying how he's he said on his pod that they have the lakers number and he's he's right about that and people i I think that i think that take is right i never really felt like that but they were like the clippers in their locker room Their, their focus is the lakers and beating the Lakers and having popular, you know, approval and getting that kind of validation when it's like, no, there's a lot of competition in the West. (laughs) Chances of you even kind of running into us as we've seen are slim unless it happens in the because we're the two best and you got to, you know, it's not, you're not worried. You're trying to beat one team.
1: Right.
0: And so, yeah, man, let's get off the Clippers. (laughs) The Lakers had a good night today. Lakers capped up. off the games today, Siding on, on Phoenix before we closed in Phoenix. A whopping nine bench points. So I just wanted to drop that nine. Yeah, we thought, we talked about that too. We in said a one twelve to one hundred victory. So, yeah, we don't love that. We don't love that. Now for the Lakers, they are now ahead in series two to one. They already had stole home court advantage with the game one victory. They have now kind of supported that some more by taking care of this game. They won 111-101 yeah. against Memphis in a game that sort of is a tale of two halves, but it's always like that when one half is kind of so lopsided. The first quarter of this game was 35-9, to and it was as if we got an extended sample size of the ending of game one where the Lakers just ratcheted up all the, you know, competitive energy. And we're getting stops on defense, dunks on the other end, causing turnovers, getting loose balls, just getting to the free throw line, playing as a team. Nobody was doing too much. Nothing looked forced. It was really organic. And that led into a second quarter where, you know, the tie started to shift. No quarter was as one sided as that first, but they really woke the crowd up. They really punched Memphis with that first quarter. And it set the tone again of what I've been arguing about this team is that they have a great defense. And if the great defense falls on the night that shots are falling, or, you know, guys are locked in as well, that's championship level. That's a championship recipe. It
1: is. It is. Um, and just to go off of that, I think the word that I used to describe it is like urgency, like the sense of urgency that they had defensively, crashing the rebounds, attacking the paint, making the right pass. Like in the first quarter, even though they they were up like nine to twenty eight at the time, and I think the Lakers were running in transition. The ball was tipped on a pass, and it went out of bounds. It was still Lakers ball and LeBron like immediately went over to Reeves and Reeves was walking over to LeBron they discussed like where they were supposed to be in that transition flow and it's they were just so locked in today and you saw what they what they're capable of it's with the Lakers it's not a question of whether they can do this it's a question of whether they can do this 2 days in a row <laughs> and you know you like you you need them to just maintain this throughout hopefully that loss was just a reset that allows them to really lock back in. Yeah. So and you brought up a good point up. on the
0: last pod that going into that game, the 10 games prior, they were eight and two and 10 meaningful games. Yeah. So like you said, that was a lot mentally, physically, and all of that to kind of get through, but they kept clearing the hurdles. So they dropped one at home after what was a pretty boosting win in game one. So you're not, you're already coming up feeling good. So you do take mm-hmm. the loss. Ja didn't play. They have a great winning. They have a great record without playing without Ja in the lineup for whatever reason. Ja's back tonight, so I don't know what you want to take of that. Whether you want to say he's a lesser version of himself because he's got the cast. Well, yeah, he also got 45. If you want to say, well, yeah, but the team kind of is in flux still and don't know what's going on. And they're I don't know what. What kind of shade do you want to, you know, toss them? But just front to back, Lakers were tougher. They were more connected as a team. Things were just clicking. And then Ja, there was a stretch in the fourth. Everybody's, you know, seen where he scored 22 in a row. And it never felt like things were getting out of hand. He honestly was making some, you know, God bless him plays and just kind of never gave up and kept attacking, kept driving, kept getting fouls, kept getting to the free throw line. And maybe at that point he finally got a rhythm with the hand and was like, all right, let me see what I have. But nobody else was a threat. Dylan Brooks doesn't factor in this equation at all. Got him He got himself out of here today. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson – I, I love seeing what Anthony Davis is doing with that matchup, and I don't think he's right I don't think he's exposing him to to any extent, you know I'm not trying to go there, but if you're watching that matchup, it looks like Anthony Davis is stepping up to it stepping up to the plate, yeah, absolutely. and these guys have went on a run in the postseason before it's not their first time doing it. so hey. Ad is out there. He is again, man. He had a he had a big stat line tonight. Let's uh, and seventeen. Yeah, to let's talk point. about it. That was something that he did in stretches pretty easily Regularly. during the regular season, and that's what we're getting. It's a good step. It's a good step. So if that's again. the case, I, I I kind of said Lakers in five. I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. I think that they should. I'm rooting for them to get to that because that means they didn't play with them because yeah. today like like, you see it on the court. I don't, you know, need to break it down for you much, much more. You see the difference in the gap in these teams on the court and all right, LA, like you said, have that urgency. Let's get in the next round and let's see what comes out of a dog fight in Sacramento and Golden State. It almost feels like the Grizzlies
1: are like a, uh, a teenager whose parents are trying to, like, teach them that actions and words have repercussions and consequences. And they have every opportunity to just mentally mature a little bit. And it just comes back to bite them, it feels like.
0: As a parent, you just wait for, like, the... The semi. You wait for him to mess it up. You wait for the hard way to come around. It's yeah. Like, oh, you're gonna learn the hard way one of these days. Yeah, yeah, and so that was a that was in the description of episode two or three. The lesson that Dylan Brooks may learn the hard way.
1: Yeah, we did talk about that. I remember they the the if the Lakers went four one, Lakers Twitter is gonna have a field day with oh, freezing boy. cold takes adding him and. Then,
0: the the brooms and the Cancun <laughs> Cancun the paddleboard Cancun the, Cancun. the, paddle board, the oh all the, the yeah it's coming that that's coming for them I and, had
1: Lakers in six and I think that holds I think that holds just because I think Memphis is gonna be able to sneak one they sneak one more they may- when
0: LeBron has three he knows what he knows four you know what I mean. They very well may. There's two other pressing matters from today's games that need to crack this A block. I want to start with Miami and Milwaukee because we ended this pod. I have I hope you've been listening, and I hope you, you've heard me because I, I want to be the guy in the documentary that said, I tried to tell you guys, or <laughs> if, yep. it, if it turns out that way, I want to be that guy. Yeah, 100%. because I said this Miami team is the ghost. This is the the Freddie, the Jason. Where it's like, all right, I know I'm not crazy. You're gonna think I'm crazy for not, you know, sleeping on this team. But just because we didn't see him tonight doesn't mean he's not going to pop out tomorrow. Yeah, and go Milwaukee. You know they poured it on him in Game Two, and they even the series. And it was easy to react to that and think that they had kind of taken back the momentum. And I'm like, that's not the case. This is one, one going back to Miami at Miami did what they were supposed to do on that, you know, front homestand. And if Jimmy, if Jimmy Butler is going to be the alpha in this series, Jimmy Butler might come out on top. Yeah. So Milwaukee, we're going to need to see Giannis and, it's going to depend on what we get from Giannis. If we don't get Giannis for three games, maybe at least two. This Milwaukee team has a lot of resolve. They have a lot of trust and experience now. So they're gonna they're gonna band together and not go. To, they're gonna get another one. I, I would say whether Giannis touched the court or not. But if they can get Giannis when they need him, I like what Miami is going to, you know. Going to that game with these lineups are starting to make sense, and I following up on that. I have to mention the Victor Oladipo play. It, it probably got overlooked today, but Oladipo, pretty much, you know, not going to overreact. But he, he went, he went down, and it was a foul. But the uh, the takeoff where it he got he got injured was sort of non contact, yeah. and it was another kind of. Gut, you know, gut punch, and he had a good game. He had just had a couple of transition buckets where he was stopping, interacting with the crowd, and it felt yeah. good. These Miami lineups started to make sense with Duncan Robinson kind of filling the shoes. Tonight was a Duncan Robinson night,
1: it was. You didn't need
0: Struess, you didn't need you know, Vincent, you know, you got Duncan tonight. Jimmy Butler had 30 and three quarters. He yeah. did he can't he didn't play after the seven minute or six minute mark in the third quarter because of a back injury. But I expect yeah. see I expect Jimmy Butler to sleep on yeah. it, yeah. put some dirt on it, you know what I'm saying, and, and get out there and draw some more fouls and get to the free throw line and hit some more tough buckets. And, you know, Kyle Lowry on the second unit with guys like Caleb Martin. And it was just Starting to click again. It, it clicked. That was when Oladipo went down, they were up 24. Yeah. With about four minutes left. And it was the second half that they ran away with. And if that's not, in Milwaukee was trying to give it to him. Chris yeah. had it going in the first half. Yeah. Drew did not. He didn't. And the role players did not. I didn't see Grayson Allen too much. Connaughton gave it what he had. Brooke Lopez isn't, you know, he's not a uh-huh. dominant force. Neither is Bobby Portis. So (laughs) I agree with you. I,
1: it makes things complicated if you're in Milwaukee now, because you didn't play him today. And that essentially in my, just in my opinion, it means the back injury is somewhat serious. Like it's limiting
0: him. Yeah, I agree. I think if he was able to, he would have ran today. And knowing Giannis. I started to marinate on my – are they really load managing him in the first round because they think they can just get by? Are they maybe doing that? Yeah. And I don't think so. And you yes. can't do it going forward because if they take no. the next one and they're up 3-1 – and like I said, today's win was convincing. It, it, was one, it was one-sided where Jimmy Butler played only three quarters, no Tyler Hero. And I uh, – <laughs>
1: man <laughs> – it's 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 pain to as a Celtics fan to see your team lose and then see Miami just of course Miami's getting this rinky dink bunks buck squad without Giannis and of course they're getting smacked and I'm sure Miami was also what, I'm, I'm going to go on the... record and say this I'm going to go on record and say this right now if you play zone in the NBA if you're in the NBA listen to me Joe Ingles huh. Eric Spolstra. okay if you play zone in the NBA you deserve to lose like a draft pick it's the league this isn't Jim Beheim at Syracuse you don't need to play Zone you're getting paid millions of dollars go get exposed if you can't guard go get you know,
0: exposed well let my argument play. is that the three the three in the key still holds so I'm not gonna hate the I'm not gonna hate the game if you're getting away with it and teams aren't nah you know not nah. attacking I it hear what supposed to do against it if a team's letting you play them in a zone, y'all need to see what's going on. I agree, but at
1: the same time, like it's man for a reason. And like, listen, I get it. You want to protect your golden boy, Duncan Robinson, from getting exposed on defense. That's fine, okay. Like, what is it? What is he? Carl? Carl from, from Jimmy Neutron, or is he Sheen from Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> yeah, Definitely Sheen. Is, right? It was Sheen, right? <laughs> they're trying to, they're trying to protect Sheen over here. Like, nah, bro, go out there, go 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 guard Chris Middleton, bro. Go out there, just, and you know what, and if he scores on you, so what? Your contract's nice, you're living nicely, I'm sure you've got a, you know, you've got some investments. Like, don't worry about it, you know what I mean? But don't, I hate the zone. Even when the Celtics play the zone, I don't enjoy it. I don't, call yeah. me an old head. I was born in 97, that's old nowadays for this generation. We live in 2023, 97. Put some, put
0: some respect on my 97.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't tell me I'm not a 90s kid, all right?
0: No, I just wanted yeah, to really I wanted to get that in there though about Miami that at least, you know, I'm trying what's the college program comparison? This is like you're you're looking up and of course, here comes Kansas. Like Kansas is making a run. Or like what what's the what's the better cuz it's not so much that they're the underdog like altogether. It's just kind of like, "Oh, this freaking team." Like it's not you know vcu or Florida gulf coast making a run but it's also not like duke
1: it's kind of like villanova in a weird it's way it's kind like of like nova
0: it's it's kind of like nova it's kind of like UConn they have Eden.
1: established you it's know like, what they're running you know their program you're familiar with their style and they're just relentless man they're relentless and that's what i will always give my it's I'm like
0: a happy. michigan state
1: yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. how
0: Michigan State let me down this year, yeah. but it's like it's a like, Michigan oh, State. like a
1: five seed, but you know they're getting there. You know they're getting there.
0: It's like Izzo's got the boys in the it's in the third them. in the third round, and you know we're we're, like, we're, we're be realizing be, you know, we took this team lightly.
1: Who who would they play in the uh, in the second round? It would be the winner of.
0: Um, it, it'd be four or five. They're getting. They're getting. Knicks Cavs, they're getting that winner. That team is gonna be alive, dude.
1: That team might actually get to the conference finals and they're gonna be um, alive. No, it would be crazy. That would be such a dream run for them until reality sets. Yeah, it, it, it is
0: it is, it is, So let's pivot. Let's let's keep it going.
1: Let's get out of Candyland. Let's get out of La La Land.
0: Rounding sure. out today. The Sixers moved on, but Joel Embiid is out. I think that is a big, 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 you know, that that's a tree that has come down that everybody heard. And I think that we're going to notice that tree not being there anymore. And we kind of, dare I say, we might have to, you know, I think, I think we're, we're calling it, a, you know, we're, we're hanging it up for for Philly if, because in my opinion, man, if Embiid's got a knee sprain, the knee's not good. It's not stable. That's not changing by next Friday. That's not changing by this Friday. It might, you know, it might ebb and flow in between and you manage it and you do what you can. Embiid is too damn big and, you know, generates too much power and force. And he's also probably got some one-of-a-kind, you know, ligaments in there that that only are, you know, equipped to to handle that. And I know he's competitive, so I don't think he's trying to go out like this. This is this is an MVP run right now. It's not it hasn't been announced yet, but this is what you, this is this is the cherry on top that he's going for. And I I hate it, but I'm a you know product of it as well. Just and I know what it's like. Man, if the knee isn't good, the knee's not good and it takes time. Yeah. And I hate that. But I think, you know, he's going to – they're going to nurse it, and they took care of business. They're going to get a nice break. They won in four. They're going to get some time to rest up, let everybody else keep doing damage. We don't know if Boston's going to, you know, emerge. We don't know how they're going to emerge from this series. Yeah. yeah. As of, As of now. But that's a big one, man. That's a big one. And it puts a bigger spotlight on – what I thought, you know, my hardened situation is if he doesn't have the next gear, I already was concerned. So that's the honest equation. If you're subtracting Giannis, if you're subtracting Embiid from these teams' arguments. We're, we're not taking that argument seriously. So,
1: for the sake of arguing for Philly, I will say if you're a Philly fan right now, you have to be thoroughly impressed with Tyrese Maxey and the way he shot the ball you hope that he can carry this forward into an obviously defensively intense matchup whether it's the Bucks or or the the Heat and either way those are teams that win off mismatch hunting so he fortunately wasn't getting mismatch hunted in the series and it was just difficult for Brooklyn to do that but as they
0: go forward, that's going yeah, to Yeah, man, that, that will matter. That is okay. going to matter in the next round. So I hope to see him out there. hope to see him out there and hope to see him looking good and hear some positive news on that front. Yeah. But that injury today was a big domino, and to a lesser extent, but I think it was going to get recognized, you know, But that Oladipo injury is a sort of big blow for Miami. And we, you know, kind of mentioned it. Like I said, that Oladipo injury was late in the game. It was a 24-point. You got to get these guys out at some point. And, you know, remember, that's why I'm not – yeah, the Lakers won by 11. Either way, the series was going to be 2-1 if we got the win. Yeah. Wins in the bag, we know what we're playing for. So there's going to be a lot – changing based off how Sunday's games play out so let's look ahead now and before we move on just because I don't think his name has touched this podcast yet Rui Hachimura
1: I'm the biggest Rui guy I talked about him I talked about him in the series preview said he needs more minutes he plays so well with LeBron James because of his versatility in transition Rui's my guy he had a great game today he's had a great series so far I think he's going to build on that going forward 100%. I'm buying all of the Rui stock. If Rui was – I would invest so heavily in Rui.
0: He's been stepping up, man. Off the bench again today, 16 points in 22 minutes, two for two from the three, you know. And, hey, my, my secret ingredient to every championship team is the edge. You know, like I said with Tatum in Boston, I want to see him angry. It, it, I need somebody who's going to shove somebody. Rui turned up. He turned up on David Roddy. Shout out to Colorado State, Mountain West. The same Mountain West
1: basketball over here, my guy. We played against you know Yard. We're beating up on Portland University three
0: times a year. <laughs> Shout out to Portland State. But man, no, I love that. I love yeah, that on the I team when when a guy – when you have the chip and these guys – this is a team that has some guys. When the guys rally behind him, it's yeah. some guys that are rallying yeah. to, to I, the scrum. It, 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 <laughs> so uh, I, I like it, man. I, just I think he's to,
1: really like, earned their respect, like yeah. very quickly too.
0: he's he's pl- it's, it's a great role for him. It's a great role it for him is. because the line of versatility they have you don't really know who's going to be playing the minutes you need. And you can inject him into whatever five you want on the court. Whatever five you really want, whatever five is rolling or you need to put around him, you can put him and figure out the other four. Yeah. However you want. So it's, it's, it's a nice piece, man. Jared mm-hmm. Vanderbilt also. Just, you know, giving good minutes without scoring a basket. And I'll take it. Two steals, three blocks, no points today. But those are plays we need. So, all right, let's get off the Lakers. My bad, my bad. Now, Sunday is going to get started, and a lot of people are going to wake up, especially if you're on the West Coast, and be knee-deep into some plot development because Cleveland, New York is at 10 a.m., and that series has a lot of questions And that's questions that we're going to try and get some answers for tomorrow. We're not – every game so far of this series has been either one-sided or pretty straightforward, you know. And we feel like this series is going to go seven. That's all we can kind of say after these games just because they're – They're just taking turns
1: beating up on each other. Yeah,
0: you don't feel like what you're seeing is the – True, you know, tail of the tape between these teams. Yeah. But somehow throughout the course of this series, you know, law of averages, we're going to see who is the better man. Yeah. And so tomorrow. So but these games are going to increase in importance and the stage and the pressure is going to increase. So yeah. ideally, it leads to some great moments, whether that comes in the form of a, a game winner. Can we get a game winner? Jesus. Can we get a 50 ball? Somebody got 45 to freaking jaw. <laughs> shot I got of all people <laughs> the guy with booker, the book. booker had 40 something i think booker's flirting with the 40s and they're kind of easy 40s so they're easy 40s they're 2k 40s. <laughs> that's, they're like, they're yeah. 40s but this series is i think gone going to generate something really memorable and that's the the best i'm hoping for And like I, i'll keep saying may the best team win in this series
1: there's a couple things that, that need to be raised about this series. I haven't watched much of it, but John Starks. Shout out to John Starks. Just one time. John got the, the the New York Knicks alumni committee in the building watching their watching their newest franchise cornerstone ideally get them to where they couldn't, which is the NBA finals, because Jordan kept
0: running through that team. The Knicks um, are like always the Knicks are like always, you know, showing you their new girlfriend, and it's like, yeah. all right, so it's like, <laughs> th- this is all right. I'm, I'm, let me see how you guys <laughs> work it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll
1: revisit that in like three months. Like, see if she's still around. Um, yeah. So shout out to John Starks, yeah, we'll, Two a young team that hasn't really been in the playoffs loses a road game. It's just a bump in the road for them. I, I fully expect them to mentally adjust and play really well for game four. Plus, it's MSG. People love coming into MSG and having a game because you know the Knicks fans deep down are rooting for it
0: too. They're still chanting yep. Trey Young. We're gonna and have Hawks in the series. It's gonna be a heck of a stage in the garden tipping off yeah. tomorrow, prime time. So I I'm more so interested in seeing what, what's gonna happen tomorrow than anything that's happened so far. So we're going to touch bases on that. We've got power rankings to drop and Mm -hmm. we we need kind of these moments to finalize where we're going to rank some of these folks. And with that one, it's being followed up by another slobber knocker, (laughs) the Sacramento Kings and the Warriors game four we can talk about game 3 but we were both on the nose with game 3 yeah i said i said you know somebody's dribbling the clock out for the warriors steph's high five in the guys and they took care of business you saw good morale in chase center and on the bench and clay thompson was was doing clay thompson like things yeah now um, it's game four. the The seesaw was, like I said, it was all the way tilted at one point, and that was maybe that was maybe as uneven as it was going to get. But Golden State's responding. We brought we brought up the the history books. Yeah. On this team, yeah, definitely. No, and definitely. It, we, one we, game we both, at a time.
1: That 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 same mentality of one game at a time is something that's going to work well for them here. And I think I see them winning game two as well. I mean, not game two, um, like the second game at home as well. Game four. Um, But unsurprisingly, they played well at home.
0: They and started getting Draymond back.
1: Now you get Draymond back. They have found this level of aggression that they previously hadn't shown in Sacramento. Um, They never took their foot off the gas. And last on the last pod, I... I shot I leaned out the window and I emptied the clip at Pool. Okay. Like I kind of badged Pool a little bit.
0: And I saw some good
1: played, pool intangible stuff. I did. He played really well in that game. And what a surprise, the, the Warriors were a juggernaut offensively that couldn't be stopped. And that's what they were missing. That's what I that's what, in my opinion, was missing in those first two games. And he played incredibly well. Looney characteristically wins like the unsung hero of the team award every time because I think he finished with, like, seven points, 20 boards. And he also had about seven assists, seven areas. Yeah, he was all over the place. And it it felt like he was single-handedly trying to take on an aggressive Sacramento rebounding
0: team. Well, the thing is, with Draymond, when you take him out of that lineup, there's some addition by subtraction. Because now offensively, instead of having one person that you can guard six arm's length off of, now you only have Looney, who you can't lose track of, and it it makes them now. You're you're guarding. The, this tough. is a new world for you to guard because where's the help coming from? Yeah, yeah. Where's the I help? Agree. I agree. And there's going to be long rebounds. That's their game. You you're playing their game. You think that you're comfortable with it. You think that you're you know you like this era too. You're playing it with the originators. That was
1: a great, that was that was a great, I, you think you like this era too, but you're playing against the guys that essentially, we wrote the book on this.
0: this.
1: Yeah, no, but, that's great. I, I agree with you there. And going back to that game, I want to say one more thing about it. And this is my little spicy mid take of this run for the Warriors. I think one thing to look a little more closely into is the ascension of Kaminga going forward.
0: We know Ooh, he's. Like, I'm
1: glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> we know he's an explosive athlete, right? With like two way potential. He played really well in that game. I felt like he was really solid defensively. He got a lot of energy going on that end, and that translated offensively. He moved well without the ball. He had a couple timely, explosive dunks that just blew the roof off the place. Um, and I just think he he freed up off the ball a lot, and he was playing within the flow of the game, and that made him really dangerous. And I think something clicked for him, so I kind of expect him to continue to improve as the playoffs go on.
0: Well, Kerr did his part by playing the young guys in that game. yeah. Lamb was out there who I will never understand how he's on that roster getting minutes. Lamb was out there for a pivotal stretch in the second quarter next to Kaminga, next to Moody, who had some needed shots in the first half. Yeah. And they were having these lineups with no Gary Payton, no Draymond, and Steph and Clay have to sit sometime. And you had Looney out there leading the guys. Yeah. And I – so now a couple things on Kaminga. For one, I saw the spice. He had spice. Who was it for? I'm trying to think off the top now Mm -hmm. because this wasn't on my notes, but he had spice for maybe De'Aaron Fox. I'm going to have to go revisit this now and see what I see from tomorrow's game to fact check this one. But he had a back and forth with somebody because I don't know if you saw this play. It was the first possession after he came into the game. Dear Lord, he went for Alex's Alex Lynn's neck. It yeah, was absurd. It was absurd. And I when it happened that. in real time, it looked unrealistic. Like he just left, like left his feet and got it, got the whistle. When he watched it back, no. it was intent. He was going to he was going to baptize him. Yeah. And Lynn got the arm and he wasn't able to punch it because of that. Because and there was some back and forth, and he might have missed a dunk a couple plays later. Yeah. And he's raw. These are the moments that you're going to get. And somebody started chirping with him about, you're not going to, all right, like how dare you, you know, X, Y, Z. And Camigo was like, he, he had to get the last word. As they were going to a break, going to the bench, he was like, no, oh, I'm going to get, <laughs> just wait, I'm going to get it. And the second half, every time you saw him touch the ball, he had a full head of steam behind him, catching it, going to the rim. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. He had been on my radar for a couple years prior to his, uh prior to him. for So I was a team manager at UNLV my first season. We had a guy, Joel and Tomboy. shout out to Joel. He ended up transferring to Texas tech. His brother, his little brother is Jonathan Kaminga. And I was holding out this narrow strand of hope that yo Kaminga might come to UNLV. His brother's like, "Yeah. like." Yeah. yeah, he ends up going to the G league. He ends up going to team Ignite who set up shop in Vegas we played a couple games in Vegas. They have since set up shop in Vegas officially. But so I'm watching Kaminga and I'm like, all right, for one, I'm kind of rooting for the guy because I know his brother. And two, you got something here. You got something for you for sure got something here. This is an athlete in the, you know, checks all the athlete boxes. And you're now, you know, you now need to get to mold this guy. And if he gets molded the right way, he's gonna be a piece for a team. Oh, yeah. Like uh a good piece for somebody. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Kaminga because there's a role that he can play on this team because he can uniquely serve. I even made a 2K team recently where he's on a team, and that team I didn't have great front court depth front court depth. And I ran some lineups where he's the five, and you can get by with him at the five. Because yeah. he's an athlete, he, he's, he's going to create a mismatch on the other side because he's going past whatever center you put in yeah. front of him. But he's going to get up there with them on a loose ball or a contest. So that works for the Warriors. And maybe Draymond's absence created the platform for some of these guys to say, all right, I got to step it up or I need to be what this team needs. And we don't need to question whether or not this Warriors organization has – the nuance to figure some of this stuff out when it gets rough in the postseason. So they do. that that was a great observation point for tomorrow's game. We're going to circle that and come back to it on the pod. Yeah. And Golden State, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. I think they're fine. I think they're okay. I think right they're now. they're right where they want to be.
1: And I expect Sacramento to respond though. I do. They will. They will. I think tomorrow's going to be a close game. It's going to be a dog fight. And the key difference is going to be turnovers. You just felt like the Warriors' intensity defensively and their commitment to the boards is what kind of rattled the Kings and I also think Sabonis did a great job of playing through a game where he knew going in he wasn't going to get any
0: calls. Yeah. They didn't really lose his cool, was getting hacked all evening. He did it in a Sabonis way. He he got yeah. the rebounds that, you know, he worked to get and the box score looks great, but the impact you know, wasn't substantial. But yeah. not to not to diss him cause like you said, that that he was walking into something that night. Another player we, we will need to watch tomorrow is Keegan Murray. This brother has so? been uh well yeah, we just need to be on Keegan Murray watch because this brother's been struggling. Yeah. Two points in game one, two points in game two, six points in game three, and five fouls in game three. He couldn't stay on the court without hearing a whistle. And it was almost alarming at a point. And Sacramento gonna need him. Because we didn't expect Monk to average 25. Yeah. Malik Monk had a pretty good game. In um, game three, I take. let me take that back. He was one for nine with four points. Beautiful. And Zach, you know, Harrison Barnes tried to get some stuff rolling for a segment. It's like he's playing against his old guys. I promise you, Steph, and them aren't deterred. By the Harrison Barnes stretch, by the Harrison Barnes led Kings.
1: No, the Kings, the Kings need to play better, and I think they know that. This team, this team will respond. I expect them to respond. I expect it to be close. I
0: do think the Warriors will come out on top. Yeah, and but how see. I mentioned, uh, how I mentioned Miami winning a game that only counts for one game, but in, in terms of how we're coming, how we're how we're feeling after it being a convincing win. That game three was a convincing win, yeah. Final was one fourteen ninety seven, but was. they were already up thirteen at half, and that lead was never just, was just never threatened game. really. Yeah. So, and that was with no Draymond. Now you now you reinsert Draymond. So
1: they come. I told you, here they come, man. These guys 100%, never percent, man.
0: Hundred percent. So what they do? I I I postponed. warriors dialogue for that reason we weren't gonna look we weren't gonna gonna prematurely announce the end of you know (laughs) put the warriors in the grave that's what we're not gonna do it when the playoffs are unfolding (laughs) that's a fact after that game tomorrow we will have you got the boys yeah and i'll let you i'll let you get it get it going because i don't you said six So I don't think think that you're you kind of took the game three result in stride, you know, rightfully frustrated with, you know, some of the things you might be probably wanted to see from the guys, but also expecting Atlanta to have a night or two in this series. And they kind of had a night.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely had a night. I mean, when Boyan Bogdanovich is hitting like thirty five footers. What are you supposed to do, like Bogdan? (laughs) Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, Boyan is the one in Utah, huh? Or Detroit, whatever. Yeah, same difference. The other one, um, (laughs) Mister B, uh, yeah, Bogdanovich. I mean, he got going. I knew the Hawks would get loose at some point, and it's frustrating when the Celtics aren't locked in, and they're just rushing through. There's like something looks visibly wrong with their flow of the game and as a fan, obviously it's tough to watch, but I said the Hawks, I I said the Celtics would win in six, the Hawks would win two, And this is kind of the game that I expected. I didn't expect them to lose, but I felt like if there was, if they were going to go down, like Trey was going to have to go nuclear, the team itself was going to have to go nuclear from three, because that's really the only way to beat Boston is to make them run the width of the court and rotate and play in transition. And, um,
0: I feel like now, they just did a good job of that. If they don't win Game Four, yeah, how are you feeling?
1: Uh not concerned, but at that point, it would be. It, I wouldn't be. I don't know because I I don't know. It it would just really depend on how the game played out. To be quite honest with you, if it's they didn't show up and it was pretty obvious, like Tatum struggled again, and it was in certain situations, it's like okay, we need to figure out an answer offensively i i would say a little concerned you never want to be in a 2-2 situation in the first round of the playoffs especially when you have to go play philly who's resting 4-0 and they have the mvp on their
0: side so yeah no well i i didn't get to that game three was a 4-30 tip on the west coast for me so i didn't get to on a friday so i didn't get to sit down and have a impression left with me about how the game went so i'm interested yeah. to see how sunday's game unfolds Absolutely. and like you said this this could be par for the course about how, about how this series should go but tomorrow's game you, you want to see you want to see the response you, oh, yeah. you don't want to leave the door open so I'll, oh. I'll be looking for that to see how that impacts i have boston the number one in the power rankings last week so i don't know if they can hold that if they follow that up with you know dropping two games to Atlanta yeah well, Well, it'll be tough for them to hold that
1: ranking if they do but I agree the response is needed I think Boston will respond emphatically I expect them to Jalen Brown back in his hometown of Atlanta he's showing out he's got the future cosign he's got the young thug cosign the easy cosign he's got the easy cosign He's he's good. He's good in the A. I promise you. He's he's good in the A. Like the A the A's his crib. Like Trey Young only had to go there because he got drafted there. He's from the A. He 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 knows Courtney from Hooters on
0: Peachtree, is what I'm trying to tell you. Ooh, that was the one. That was, the one. That, was the one. that was the one. That was the one that he needed. <laughs> Drake, top 50 singles the podcast is coming coming soon just had to drop that that tease in the middle and and, and that ad break <laughs> now that uh now that we're back from the break that kind of leak we're going to get into boston more after after tomorrow now that leaves denver that leaves denver as the resident front runner shall we just say as as it stands yeah. they haven't played with their food I am not going to further their you know their case much more than I did on our original play and pre playoff preview because I made my case for Denver so what matters is when we see them against somebody of you know equal strength and now let's get some takeaways from how you guys stack up against the best because yeah. this is what they should be doing in Minnesota. We talked about Minnesota. We'll we'll revisit them one more time as well before the series wraps up at least. So I hope I hope you guys are watching Denver and I hope that you're making note of what you feel and that we're not surprised about this team either being the real deal coming down. Or, you know, what are the red flags that we have? Are are those the ones that are going to – is it the ones that we already discussed that are going to surface? And – but I, we should pay attention because that team keeps it going. That team is, is operating. The are. operation is uh, in effect in Denver, so. We'll see. We'll see. I mean –
1: They're doing what they're supposed to, and they did what they were supposed to during the regular season, so I can't really knock them for anything. But I can definitely acknowledge and say I don't have to be, like, impressed with it necessarily because
0: you should be whooping up the Timberwolves. They're a dysfunctional organization. I guess I'll say again, um, doing our pregame homework, our scout, what are we looking for? Let's pay attention to Michael Porter. Because yeah. he had a good he had a good fourth quarter in that game three, and what ended up being a knockout quarter for the Nuggets. So let's let's watch Michael Porter because if he is looking dangerous, that team's more dangerous than than we're than we might be giving them credit for. So yeah, that that's one I to keep love an eye to on. See that. I feel like
1: Michael Porter has so much untapped like there's a ceiling that he can reach when you watch him play. It's KD like it's like, you're this really tall, sweet, stroking pause jump shooter who like can kind of hit any shot you want at any point in the game. And you can
0: also look, he go to the rim.
1: That was his MO.
0: He was, he was a prospect that was up there with the prospects when we're talking about
1: personally coached
0: by look out for Andrew Wiggins, you know, Wiggins is going to be that guy, look out for, you know, this one isn't going to hit on the same level as Austin as Andrew Wiggins, but when Austin Rivers was coming out, he had a lot of hype. Yeah. And there's those guys who have the, the massive amount of hype between high school and college. And then that college or in between that and the draft shakes how we now start to view them. But Michael Porter was 100% on that level of, like, hey, the, how Imani Bates had the train behind him. Like, yeah. Michael Porter had the train behind him. of Wait. How Ben Simmons had it. It was like, this guy is like Ben Simmons, but a way better shooter. And now that's the case. What are we talking about? And then he had the back issues. And Denver's taking their time with it. Their time with it. It may be paying off. They it also paid that man handsomely. They did. And they know the most about it. About his situation than anybody oh, else. Yeah. Oh yeah, they took a chance and drafted them. They took a chance and drafted bowl bowl. They didn't stay in the Bull bowl business, but they took care of and uh, they took care of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's pay let's watch that one.
1: Yeah, no, that's 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 good. That's interesting. I'm I'm here for that. I don't know if I have a player to most watch in that series. I, I'm trying to think of a spicy. T-Wolves player maybe but I don't know. Expect Anthony Edwards to have to go off for them to have a chance and
0: Yeah. We we had the brooms in hand for that one. We had the brooms in hand for Philly. Yeah. I yeah. had a broom for Boston. Yeah. I put my I put my Boston broom away. I had to. But I kept the broom in hand for Philadelphia, the brooms in hand for Denver. So we'll, we'll see what goes down tomorrow, yeah. today, whenever it is you you're listening to this, we're going to, we're going to put a fork in this puppy and I'm looking forward to second night of a back-to-back where Yeah, we get you guys new power rankings. That's going to update where we are putting everybody in terms of the pecking order of what we're Hell seeing yeah. right now. And, it's interesting, you know the seat, the playoffs have not gone according to script, hundred percent. Yeah, no the pl- the playoffs have been great
1: so far. I think one thing to note before we go into um before we before we in the pod is, I was thinking about this the other day and talking to my roommate about this. Typically, the NFL when it comes to the postseason, their refereeing and officiating is characteristically really bad for example New Orleans and the Rams in the NFC title game the clear pass interference right there's all these questionable calls that happen in NFL playoff games there are all these questionable calls that happen in the Super Bowl and um it's just I, the NBA is so good with their officiating usually they uh I never really feel like there, there's much to complain about there, but it seems like this year people are noticing
0: that the NBA refs have been a little, the officiating's been a little weird. I'm glad you mentioned that before we put this pot away because we're not going to talk about Phoenix as much, but man, if you need a series to be your Exhibit A, that Phoenix series, man... Those guys get are getting calls that the other team is just not getting. Yeah. And that's only a sample size. They're they're on a broader level, like you're getting at the official. It's tough, but this is the transition point. By the second and third round, the you know, the bar I is going to be pull. set. We're still getting the game three, game four jitters out of the way. Like, yeah. you know, so I agree with you though. I do. It, it it's, it's a little weird. It's yeah, it, it hasn't. They they're not getting an A on the progress report, but it's just one of the variables that factor into playoff basketball. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Well, I'm interested. I'm ready. I'm ready to go for tomorrow. We're we're getting Warriors Kings game four. That's going to be a dogfight. We've got the Celtics. That's gonna be a great
0: game. Can't wait to see the boys bounce back. More good uh, games tomorrow, man. Who can complain? Yeah, who can complain? Seriously, unless It'll you're be- also a hockey fan and you're trying to figure out what to watch, uh, yeah. unless <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Nah, but yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna be back shortly. So uh, thank you for listening. Of course, follow, like, subscribe, interact with the pod on social medias. More stuff is coming. More stuff is coming. This oh is yeah, a productive productive week again and we are still fleshing out the operation but the train is a uh, train's already left the station we, train's yeah, we're, definitely p- left we're picking up state. steam we're picking oh, up yeah. steam oh yeah
1: no it's been great it's been fun so far and we're excited to keep it going
0: yep and with that being said till next time till tomorrow enjoy the sunday my guy